Section 12 of Ulysses. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Nathan Jordan. Ulysses by James Joyce. Part 2. The Odyssey. Episode 8. Lestragonians. Part 2. He stood at Fleet Street Crossing. Luncheon interval. A sixpenny at Rose. Must look up that ad in the National Library. An eightpenny in the Burton. Better. On my way. He walked on past Bolton's Westmoreland house. Tea, tea, tea. I forgot to tap Tom Kernan. Sss. Three days imagine groaning on a bed with a vinegared handkerchief round her forehead. Her belly swollen out. Phew. Dreadful simply. Child's head too big. Forceps doubled up inside her trying to butt its way out blindly groping for the way out kill me that would lucky molly got over hers lightly they ought to invent something to stop that life with hard labor twilight sleep idea queen victoria was given that nine she had a good layer old woman that lived in a shoe she had so many children suppose he was consumptive time someone thought about it instead of gassing about the what was it the pensive bosom of the silver effulgence flapdoodle to feed fools on they could easily have big establishments whole thing quite painless out of all the taxes give every child born five quid at compound interest up to twenty one five per cent is a hundred shillings and five tiresome pounds multiply by twenty decimal system encourage people to put by money save hundred and ten and a bit twenty one years want to work it out on paper come to a tidy sum more than you think not still born of course they are not even registered. Trouble for nothing. Funny sight, two of them together, their bellies out, Molly and Mrs. Moisel, mothers meeting. Pithesis retires for the time being, then returns. How flat they look all of a sudden after. Peaceful eyes, weight off their mind. Old Mrs. Thornton was a jolly old soul. All my babies, she said, the spoon of pap in her mouth before she fed them. Oh, that's yum-yum. Got her hand crushed by old Tom Wall's son. His first bow to the public. Head like a prize pumpkin. Snuffy Dr. Murren. People knocking them up at all hours. For God's sake, doctor. Wife in her throes. Then keep them waiting months for their fee. To attendance on your wife. No gratitude in people. Humane doctors. Most of them. Before the huge high door of the Irish House of Parliament a flock of pigeons flew, their little frolic after meals. Who will we do it on? I pick the fellow in black. Here goes. Here's good luck. Must be thrilling from the air. Apjohn, myself and Owen Goldberg up in the trees near Goose Green playing the monkeys. Mackerel, they called me. A squad of constables debauched from College Street, marching in Indian file. Goose step. Food-heated faces, sweating helmets, patting their truncheons, after their feed with a good load of fat soup under their belts. Policeman's lot is oft a happy one. They split up in groups and scattered, saluting, towards their beats. 
let out to graze, best moment to attack one in pudding time, a punch in his dinner, a squad of others marching irregularly, rounded trinity railings marking for the station, bound for their troughs, prepare to receive cavalry, prepare to receive soup. He crossed under Tommy Moore's roguish finger. They did right to put him up over a urinal, meeting of the waters. Ought to be places for women, running into cake shops. Settle my hat straight. There is naught in this wide world of Ali. Great song of Julia Morkins. Kept her voice up to the very last. Pupil of Michael Balfi's, wasn't she? He gazed after the last broad tunic. Nasty customers to tackle. Jack Power could a tail unfold. Father a G-man. If a fellow gave them trouble being lagged, they'd let him have it hot and heavy in the bridewell. Can't blame them after all with the job they have, especially the young hornies. That horse policeman, the day Joe Chamberlain was given his degree in Trinity, he got a run for his money. My word he did. His horse's hoofs clattering after us down Abbey Street. Lucky I had the presence of mind to dive into Manning's, or I was souped. He did come a wallop, by George. Must have cracked his skull on the cobblestones. I oughtn't to have got myself swept along with those medicals. And the Trinity jibs in their mortarboards. Looking for trouble. Still, I got to know that young Dixon, who dressed that sting for me in the mater, and now he's in Hollis Street, or Mrs. Purefoy. Wheels within wheels, police whistle in my ears still, all skedaddled. Why, he fixed on me, give me in charge, right here it began. Up the boars, three cheers for Duet. We'll hang Joe Chamberlain on a sour apple tree. Silly billies. Mob of young cubs yelling their guts out, Vinegar Hill, the Butter Exchange Band. Few years' time, half of them magistrates and civil servants. War comes on, into the army, helter-skelter. Same fellows used to, whether on the scaffold high. Never know who you're talking to. Corny Kelleher, he was Harvey Duff in his eye. Like that Peter, or Dennis, or James Carey that blew the gaff on the Invincibles. Member of the corporation, too, egging raw youths on to get in the know, all the time drawing secret service pay from the castle. Drop him like a hot potato. Why, those plain-clothes men are always courting slavies. Easily twig a man used to uniform. Square pushing up against the back door. Maul her a bit. Then the next thing on the menu, and who is the gentleman does be visiting there? Was the young master saying anything? Peeping Tom through the keyhole, decoy duck, hot-blooded young student fooling round her fat arms, ironing. Are those yours, Mary? I don't wear such things. Stop, or I'll tell the missus on you, out half the night. There are great times coming, Mary. Wait till you see. Ah, get along with your great times coming. Barmaids, too. Tobacco shop girls. James Stevens' idea was the best. He knew them. Circles of ten so that a fellow couldn't round on more than his own ring. Sin fine. Back out you get the knife. 
hidden hand stay in the firing squad turnkey's daughter got him out of richmond off from lusk putting up in the buckingham palace hotel under their very noses Gerbaldi. you must have a certain fascination parnell arthur griffith is a square-headed fellow but he has no go in him for the mob or gas about our lovely land gammon and spinach dublin bakery company's tea-room debating societies that republicanism is the best form of government that the language question should take precedence of the economic question have your daughters inveigling them to your house stuff them up with meat and drink Michaelmus goose here's a good lump of thyme seasoning under the apron for you have another quart of goose grease before it gets too cold haft enthusiasts penny roll and a walk with the band no grace for the carver the thought that the other chap pays best sauce in the world make themselves thoroughly at home show us over those apricots meaning peaches the not far distant day home rule sun rising up in the northwest his smile faded as he walked a heavy cloud hiding the sun slowly shadowing trinity's surly front trams passed one another ingoing outgoing clanging useless words things go on same day after day squads of police marching out back trams in out those two loonies mooching about dingdom carted off mina purefoy swollen belly on a bed groaning to have a child tugged out of her one born every second somewhere other dying every second since i fed the birds five minutes three hundred kicked the bucket other three hundred born washing the blood off all are washed in the blood of the lamb bawling ma cityful passing away other cityful coming passing away too other coming on passing on houses lines of houses streets miles of pavements piled up bricks stones changing hands this owner that landlord never dies they say other steps into his shoes when he gets his notice to quit they buy the place up with gold and still they have all the gold swindle in it somewhere piled up in cities worn away age after age pyramids in sand built on bread and onions slaves chinese wall babylon big stones left round towers rest rubble sprawling suburbs jerry-built kerwan's mushroom houses built of breeze shelter for the night no one is anything this is the very worst hour of the day vitality dull gloomy hate this hour feel as if i had been eaten and spewed provost's house the reverend dr salmon tin salmon well tinned and there like a mortuary chapel wouldn't live in it if they paid me hope they have liver and bacon today nature abhors a vacuum 
the sun freed itself slowly and lit glints of light among the silverware opposite in Walter Sexton's window, by which John Howard Parnell passed, unseen. There he is, the brother, image of him, haunting face. Now that's a coincidence. Course hundreds of times you think of a person and don't meet him, like a man walking in his sleep. No one knows him. Must be a corporation meeting today. They say he never put on the city marshal's uniform since he got the job. Charlie Cavanaugh used to come out on his high horse, cocked hat, puffed, powdered, and shaved. Look at the woebegone walk of him, eaten a bad egg, poached eyes on ghost. I have a pain, great man's brother, his brother's brother. He'd look nice on the city charger, drop into the DVC probably for his coffee, play chess there. His brother used men as pawns, let them all go to pot. Afraid to pass a remark on him, freeze them up with that eye of his. That's the fascination, the name, all a bit touched. Mad Fanny and his other sister, Mrs. Dickinson, driving about with scarlet harness, bolt upright like Surgeon Mardell. Still, David Sheehy beat him for South Mead, apply for the Chiltern Hundreds, and retire into public life. The Patriots' banquet, eating orange peels in the park. Simon de Dallas said, when they put him in Parliament, that Parnell would come back from the grave and lead him out of the House of Commons by the arm. Of the two-headed octopus, one of whose heads is the head upon which the ends of the world have forgotten to come, while the other speaks with a Scotch accent, the tentacles. They passed from behind Mr. Bloom along the curbstone, beard and bicycle, young woman, and there he is, too. Now, that's really a coincidence, second time, coming events cast their shadows before, with the approval of the eminent poet Mr. Geo Russell. That might be Lizzie Twig with him. A.E., what does that mean? Initials, perhaps? Albert Edward, Arthur Edmund, Alphonsus Eb Ed L. Esquire. What was he saying? The ends of the world with a Scotch accent? Tentacles. Octopus. Something occult. Symbolism. Holding forth. She's taking it all in, not saying a word, to aid gentlemen in literary work. His eyes followed the high figure in homespun, beard and bicycle, a listening woman at his side, coming from the vegetarian. Only vegibobbles and fruit. Don't eat a beefsteak. If you do, the eyes of that cow will pursue you through all eternity. They say it's healthier. Wind and watery, though. Tried it. Keep you on the run all day. Bad as a bloater. Dreams all night. Why do they call that thing they gave me nutsteak? Nutarians. Fruitarians. To give you the idea, you are eating rump steak. Absurd. Salty, too. They cook in soda keep you sitting by the tap all night. Her stockings are loose over her ankles. I detest that. So tasteless. Those literary, ethereal people, they are all. Dreamy, cloudy, symbolistic. Esthetes, they are. 
I wouldn't be surprised if it was that kind of food you see produces the like waves of the brain, the poetical. For example, one of those policemen sweating Irish stew into their shirts, you couldn't squeeze a line of poetry out of him. Don't know what poetry is, even. Must be in a certain mood. The dreamy, cloudy gull waves o'er the waters dull. He crossed at Nassau Street corner and stood before the window of Yates and Son, pricing the field glasses. Or will I drop into old Harris's and have a chat with young Sinclair, well-mannered fellow, probably at his lunch? Must get those old glasses of mine set right. Gertz lenses six guineas. Germans making their way everywhere. Sell on easy terms to capture trade. Undercutting. Might chance on a pair in the railway lost property office. Astonishing the things people leave behind them in trains and cloakrooms. What do they be thinking about? Women, too. Incredible. Last year, traveling to Ennis, had to pick up that farmer's daughter's ba and hand it to her at Limerick Junction. Unclaimed money, too. There's a little watch up there on the roof of the bank to test those glasses by. His lids came down on the lower rims of his irides. Can't see it. If you imagine it's there, you can almost see it. Can't see it. He faced about and, standing between the awnings, held out his right hand at arm's length towards the sun. Wanted to try that often. Yes, completely. The tip of his little finger blotted out the sun's disk. Must be the focus where the rays cross. If I had black glasses... Interesting. There was a lot of talk about those sunspots when we were in Lombard Street West. Looking up from the back garden. Terrific explosions they are. There will be a total eclipse this year. Autumn sometime. Now that I come to think of it, that ball falls at Greenwich time. It's the clock is worked by an electric wire from Dunsink. Must go out there some first Saturday of the month. If I could get an introduction to Professor Jolie, or learn up something about his family, that would do too. Man always feels complimented. Flattery where least expected. Nobleman proud to be descended from some king's mistress. His foremother lay it on with a trowel. Captain Hand goes through the land. Not go in and blurt out what you know you're not to. What's parallax? Shows this gentleman the door. Ah. His hand fell to his side again. Never know anything about it. Waste of time. Gas balls spinning about, crossing each other, passing. Same old ding-dong always. Gas, then solid, then world, then cold, then dead shell drifting around. Frozen rock, like that pineapple rock, the moon. Must be a new moon out, she said. I believe there is. He went on by La Maison Claire. Wait, the full moon was the night we were Sunday fortnight exactly there is a new moon. Walking down by the Tolka. Not bad for a Fairview moon. She was humming. Young May moon, she's beaming. Love. He other side of her. Arm. He. Glowworms la amp is gleaming. Love. Touch. 
fingers asking answer yes stop stop if it was it was must mr bloom quick breathing slowlier walking past atom court with the keep quiet relief his eyes took note this is the street here middle of the day of bob doran's bottle shoulders on his annual bend m coy said they drink in order to say or do something or chasse la femme up in the coombe with chummies and street-walkers and then the rest of the year sober as a judge yes thought so sloping into the empire gone plain soda would do him good where Pat Kinsella had his harp theatre before Whitbread ran the Queen's. Broth of a boy, Dion Bucico, business with his harvest moon face in a pokey bonnet, three pretty maids from school, how time flies, eh? Showing long red pantaloons under his skirts, drinkers drinking, laughed spluttering, their drink against their breath, more power, Pat coarse red fun for drunkards guffaw and smoke take off that white hat his parboiled eyes where is he now beggar somewhere the harp that once did starve us all i was happier then or was that i or am i now i twenty-eight i was she twenty-three when we left lombard street west something changed could never like it again after rudy can't bring back time like holding water in your hand would you go back to then just beginning then would you are you not happy in your home you poor little naughty boy wants to sew on buttons for me i must answer write it in the library grafton street gay with housed awnings lured his senses muslin prints silk dames and dowagers jingle of harnesses hoof-thuds low ringing in the baking causeway thick feet that woman has in the white stockings hope the rain mucks them up on her country-bred cha-bacon all the beef to the heels we're in always gives a woman clumsy feet molly looks out of plum he passed dallying the windows of brown thomas silk mercers cascades of ribbons flimsy china silks a tilted urn poured from its mouth a flood of blood-hued poplin lustrous blood the huguenots brought that here la casa e santa tara tara great chorus that tari tara must be washed in rainwater meyer beer tara bom 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 Pincushions. I'm a long time threatening to buy one, sticking them all over the place, needles and window curtains. He bared slightly his left forearm, scrape nearly gone, not today anyhow. Must go back for that lotion, for her birthday perhaps, June, July, August, September, 8th. Nearly three months off, then she mightn't like it. Women won't pick up pins, say it cut slow gleaming silks petticoats on slim brass rails rays of flat silk stockings unless to go back had to be tell me all high voices sun-warm silk jingling harnesses all for a woman home and houses silk webs silver rich fruit spicy from jaffa agendath nitame wealth of the world a warm human plumpness settled down on his brain his brain yielded 
perfume of embraces all him assailed with hungered flesh obscurely he mutely craved to adore duke street here we are must eat the burton feel better then he turned combridge's corner still pursued jingling hoof thuds perfumed bodies warm full all kissed yielded in deep summer fields tangled pressed grass in trickling hallways of tenements along sofas creaking beds jack love darling kiss me reggie my boy love his heart astir he pushed in the door of the burton restaurant stink gripped his trembling breath pungent meat juice slush of greens see the animals feed men 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 perched on high stools by the bar hats shoved back at the tables calling for more bread no charge swilling wolfing gobfuls of sloppy food their eyes bulging wiping wetted mustaches a pallid soot-faced young man polished his tumbler knife fork and spoon with his napkin new set of microbes a man with an infant sauce-stained napkin tucked around him shoveled gurgling soup down his gullet a man spitting back on his plate half-masticated gristle gums no teeth to chew 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 it chump chop from the grill bolting to get it over sad boozer's eyes bitten off more than he can chew am i like that see yourselves as others see us hungry man is an angry man working tooth and jaw don't oh a bone that last pagan king of ireland cormac in the school poem choked himself at sletty southward of the boyne wonder what he was eating something galoptuous saint patrick converted him to christianity couldn't swallow it all however roast beef and cabbage one stew smells of men his gorge rose spatten sawdust sweetish warmish cigarette smoke reek of plug spilt beer men's beery piss the stale of ferment couldn't eat a morsel here fellow sharpening knife and fork to eat all before him old chap picking his tootles slight spasm full chewing the cud before and after grace after meals look on this picture then on that scoffing up stew gravy with sopping sippets of bread lick it off the plate man get out of this he gazed round the stooled and tabled eaters tightening the wings of his nose two stouts here one corned and cabbage that fellow ramming a knife full of cabbage down as if his life depended on it good stroke give me the fidgets to look safer to eat from his three hands tear it limb from limb second nature to him born with a silver knife in his mouth that's witty i think or no silver means born rich born with a knife but then the illusion is lost an ill-girt server gathered sticky clattering plates rock the head bailiff standing at the bar blew the foamy crown from his tankard well up it splashed yellow near his boot a diner knife and fork upright elbows on table ready for a second helping 
stared towards the food lift across his stained square of newspaper, other chap telling him something with his mouth full, sympathetic listener, table talk. I munched hum unto Unchester bunk a munch day. Ha? Did you faith? Mr. Bloom raised two fingers doubtfully to his lips. His eyes said, Not here. Don't see him. Out. I hate dirty eaters. He backed towards the door. Get a light snack in Davy Burns. Stop gag. Keep me going. Had a good breakfast. Roast and mashed here. Pint of stout. Every fellow for his own. Tooth and nail. Gulp. Grub. Gulp. Gobstuff. He came out into clearer air and turned back towards Grafton Street. Eat or be eaten. Kill. Kill. Suppose that communal kitchen years to come, perhaps, all trotting down with porringers and tommy cans to be filled, devour contents in the street. John Howard Parnell example, the provost of Trinity, every mother's son, don't talk of your provost and provost of Trinity women and children, cabmen, priests, parsons, field marshals, archbishops. From Aylesbury Road, Clyde Road, Artisan Dwellings, North Dublin Union, Lord Mayor in his gingerbread coach, Old Queen in a bath chair, my plate's empty. After you with our incorporated drinking cup. Like Sir Philip Crampton's fountain, rub off the microbes with your handkerchief. Next chap rubs on a new batch with his, Father O'Flynn would make hers of them all. Have rows all the same, all for number one. Children fighting for the scrappings of the pot. Want a soup pot as big as the Phoenix Park. Harpooning flitches and hindquarters out of it. Hate people all round you. City Arms Hotel, table d'hote, she called it. Soup, joint and sweet. Never know whose thoughts you're chewing. Then who'd wash up all the plates and forks? Might be all feeding on tabloids that time, teeth getting worse and worse. After all, there's a lot in that vegetarian fine flavor of things from the earth. Garlic, of course, it stinks after Italian organ grinders, crisp of onions, mushrooms, truffles, pain to the animal too. Pluck and draw fowl. Wretched brutes there at the cattle market waiting for the pole-axe to split their skulls open. Moo! Poor trembling calves. Meh! Staggering bob. Bubble and squeak. Butcher's buckets. Wobbly lights. Give us that brisket off the hook. Plop! Raw head and bloody bones. Flayed, glass-eyed sheep hung from their haunches. Sheep snouts. Bloody papered, snivelling, nose jam on sawdust, top and lashers going out. Don't maul them pieces, young one. Hot, fresh blood they prescribe for decline. Blood always needed. Insidious. Lick it up, smoking hot, thick sugary, famished ghosts. Ah, I'm hungry. He entered Davy Burns. Moral pub, he doesn't chat. Stands a drink now and then, but in leap year once and four. Cashed a check for me once. What will I take now? He drew his watch. Let me see now. Shandy gaff? 
Hello, Bloom, Nosy Flynn said from his nook. Hello, Flynn. How's things? Tip-top. Let me see. I'll take a glass of burgundy and... let me see. Sardines on the shelves. Almost taste them by looking. Sandwich? Ham and his descendants. Mustard and bread there. Potted meats. What is home without plum trees? Potted meat. Incomplete. What a stupid ad. Under the obituary notices they stuck it. All up a plum tree. Dingham's potted meat. Cannibals, wood with lemon and rice. White missionary, too salty. Like pickled pork. Expect the chief consumes the parts of honor. Ought to be tough from exercise. His wives in a row to watch the effect. There was a right royal old man who ate or something, the somethings of the reverend Mr. MacTrigger. With it an abode of bliss, Lord knows what concoction. Calls, mouldy tripes, windpipes, faked and minced up. Puzzle find the meat. Kosher, no meat and milk together. Hygiene, that was what they call now. Yom Kippur, fast spring cleaning of inside. Peace and war depend on some fellow's digestion. Religions, Christmas turkeys and geese. Slaughter of innocence. Eat, drink, and be merry. Then casual wards full after. Heads bandaged. Cheese digests all but itself. Mitty cheese. Have you a cheese sandwich? Yes, sir. Like a few olives, too, if they had them. Italian, I prefer. Good glass of burgundy, take away that. Lubricate. A nice salad, cool as a cucumber. Tom Kernan can dress. Puts gusto into it. Pure olive oil. Millie served me that cutlet with a sprig of parsley. Take one Spanish onion. God made food. The devil the cooks. Deviled crab? Wife well? Quite well, thanks. A cheese sandwich, then. Gargonzola, have you? Yes, sir. Nosy Flynn sipped his grog. Doing any singing those times? Look at his mouth. Could whistle in his own ear. Flap ears to match. Music? Knows as much about it as my coachman. Still better tell him. Does no harm. Free ad. She's engaged for a big tour end of this month. You may have heard, perhaps. No. Oh, that's the style. Who's getting it up? The curate served. How much is that? Seven D, sir. Thank you, sir. Mr. Bloom cut his sandwich into slender strips. Mr. McTrigger. Easier than the dreamy, creamy stuff. His five hundred wives had the time of their lives. Mustard, sir? Thank you. He studded under each lifted strip yellow blobs. Their lives. I have it. It grew bigger and bigger and bigger. Getting it up, he said. Well, it's like a company idea, you see. Part shares and part profits. Hey, now I remember. Nosy Flynn said, putting his hand in his pocket to scratch his groin. Who is this was telling me? Isn't Blaze's Boylan mixed up in it? A warm shock of air heat of mustard haunched on Mr. Bloom's heart. He raised his eyes and met the stare of a bilious clock. Two, pub clock five minutes fast. Time going on. Hands moving. Two, not yet. 
His midriff yearned, then upward sank within him, yearned more longly, longingly, wine. He smell-sipped the cordial juice, and bidding his throat strongly to speed it, set his wine-glass delicately down. Yes, he said, he's the organizer in point of fact. No fear, no brains, nosy flynn snuffled and scratched, flea having a good square meal. He had a good slice of luck, Jack Mooney was telling me, over that boxing match, Myler Cogue won again that soldier in the Portobello barracks. By God, he had that little kipper down in the County Carlo, he was telling me. Hope that dewdrop doesn't come down into his glass. No, snuffled it up. For near a month, man, before it came off, sucking duck eggs by God till further orders. Keep him off the booze, see? Oh, by God, Blazes is a hairy chap. Davy Byrne came forward from the hindbar in tuck-stitched shirt-sleeves, cleaning his lips with two wipes of his napkin. Herring's blush, whose smile upon each feature plays with such and such replete. Too much fat on the parsnips. And here's himself and pepper on him, Nosy Flynn said. Can you give us a good one for the gold cup? I'm off that, Mr. Flynn, Davy Byrne answered. I never put anything on a horse. You're right there, Nosy Flynn said. End of section 12. Recorded by Nathan Jordan.